there, when someone calls you sensitive, like you're too sensitive, you're so mm -hmm. sensitive, what they're actually interpreting is their own emotional experience of the world. Mm -hmm. That's what they're interpreting. Is the thought of being imperfect keeping you from taking action? Welcome to Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Each week, we give you real-life stories and thought-provoking research that inspires your soul to live a more fulfilled life through your own actions. From the heart of Calgary, Canada, here are your hosts, award-winning coaches, Christopher Lawrence and Kyle Kalou. Hello. It's showtime. Showtime. Real big show. Folks. Are you ready to rumble? I was like that. Are you ready to rumble? I don't know. Was that World World Wrestling Federation WWF? That was my Toronto days of watching. You know what wrestling. bothers me about that? I just want to talk about what bothers me. Hmm, you, bothers you? you don't know. This drops at three in the morning, I think. Is when Shane okay. drops it, just for those okay. early risers, because we have a few. And okay, so okay. I am just like curious if that was obnoxious for the 3 a.m. riser. No, people who are rising at 3 a.m. knows they're ready to go. It's the ones that are barely opening their eyes at 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, that want no talking, no noise until 2 p.m. That's those folks. Okay. That would find that obnoxious. So that's probably you. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's not true. <laughs> Don't be so sensitive. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, what a passive-aggressive way of sharing your own emotional experience. Do you know that that's what that is? No, I did not. Girl, that's what I had a different topic today, but now we're talking about this. I'm not <laughs> okay. kidding. I'm not kidding. Really? This is what okay. we're going to talk about. We're going to talk okay. about being sensitive. Okay. Oh, girl. What you just did <laughs> mm -hmm. in that moment... Everybody listen to this, especially if you've ever been called sensitive. What Kyle just did in that moment, besides being a complete jerk, <laughs> uh, passive aggressive jerk, actually, I'm just kidding. What <laughs> Kyle just did is, is there, when someone calls you sensitive, like you're too sensitive, you're so mm -hmm. sensitive, what they're actually interpreting is their own emotional experience of the world. Mm -hmm. That's what they're interpreting. That's okay. what they're interpreting. Tell me more about that. This is the thing. Your brain, okay. the, its whole function, the brain's whole function is to use peripheral sensory data. Mm -hmm. True. Basically yeah, yeah. help you regulate yeah. so that you can propagate mm -hmm. the next generation. That's your brain's primary job. Yeah. And it uses fragments of sensory data. Mm -hmm. Okay. And just so you, I'm getting into research already here. That's good. We'll just change, <laughs> yeah. we'll just change the order today. This comes from okay. Lisa Feldman Barrett. So, so uh, you can look this up on YouTube, the new scientific understanding of emotions. Okay. Okay. Like she's yeah. written, she's written two books. Uh, she is a brilliant researcher. She looked at meta analysis of of uh, emotions and and brain research and the connection. You know how we talk about the amygdala, the lizard brain or the croc brain, the croc brain. taking mm. over and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And 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 we can call it like an amygdala hijack and that kind mm -hmm. of thing. 
-hmm. It's not real. Your amygdala, like, like for example, in all of the data, the amygdala response showed up for mostly we talk about it for fear, right? The amygdala response in all of the research showed up 30% of the time. So that is still statistically sick statistically significant enough to have a peer-reviewed paper or rigorously uh wow there's some serious words you were throwing out there (laughs) i thought you were going to say it's sickening i thought it was not the word you were bitter betty's butter (laughs) bent backwards rigorous and significant and (laughs) i thought you were actually going to say 30 30 percent is enough is enough to have a, a paper, like a pe- rigorously peer-reviewed paper, put in a medical journal. But when you right. look at the meta-analysis, it only showed up in thirty percent of the studies. So it is statistically significant, but mm-hmm. that means that your brain can, like, like your brain can also, or maybe let me get the words right on this because yeah. if there's researchers listening, it in seventy percent of the studies your brain was getting to fear in different ways. So the amygdala isn't always involved. Mm, so the whole croc brain thing is kind of out the window, right? Yeah. So the, the theory is like layer upon layer, right? You have your amygdala and then your limbic system and then the neocortex. Cortex, and, yeah. and then we call it the battle of the brain where the, mm-hmm. the neocortex is, is in a battle with the limbic, the older parts of the brain, the amygdala mm-hmm. and the neocortex. Mm-hmm. But but actually what, what she did, her and her peers looked at thousands upon thousands upon thousands of studies around emotion and brain mm-hmm. scans and this and that and what they just dis- what they discovered so this is a meta-analysis of the best right. research is what this is mm-hmm. so what what they discovered are that that there are a significant amount of myths in our beliefs around the world so so when it comes to sensitivity i'll t- i'm going to tell a story now okay Girl, twice in my career, I was called Mr. Sensitive. Twice. Hmm. One time I was working for a leader. I'm going to call her Sally, even though that's her real name. And... (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to call her Sally. And that's her real name. Yes. It is. Girl, it's her real name. Whoa! Okay, girl, you lean were... back for that. Girl. Yeah, she leaned, lean you, back. You are not holding any of the punches today, eh? You're like sensitive. I'll show you sensitive. Let me call her out. Okay. But I think people need to hear this, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, okay. Go. I'm curious. I think people need to hear this because I think sensitive people in the workplace get uh, get a bad rap particularly in the corporate world. And it's like, but I don't think people understand the advantage that there is to leading with emotion. So they're like, are people sensitive? It's like, again, that's an interpretation of somebody's own emotional experience with what they're mm-hmm. seeing. And I, I'm yeah. going to explain this in, in a couple minutes here, but, but uh, Sa- Sally, I, you know, I was, I was working at Black's Photography. What Sally didn't know is that I was in my first year of sobriety Mm-hmm. Uh, from being like a hardcore drug addict. Oh my God, right. drugs were a problem mm-hmm. for for me anyway. Uh, but uh, you know, so 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 there, I was having some volatile moments for sure. Where it's just mm-hmm. like you know, it's like she'd say things and I would get kind of wrapped up in it and lead with my emotion. Right. And and um, you know, again, this goes back to a conversation that we've had around 
leading, uh, sorry, a conversation we've had around like leaders, not leading, but being good managers. And Sally right. was a phenomenal manager. Like she could mm -hmm. get the job done. You know, she ran, she ran two stores, uh, in the same vicinity. There were, there was a blacks photography on the second floor of Eaton center and a blacks photography on the first floor of TD square. Mm -hmm. And she ran them both. Right. So, you know, so, so like she could manage, Right. Like she could yeah. get the job done. Smart lady, nice lady, mm -hmm. right? Funny lady too, right? Um, but, but terrible leadership. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, so she, um, you know, we're sitting down having a conversation and she says, okay, Mr. Sensitive, we need to have a conversation. Really? She just started off just like that. Uh -huh. Mr. Yeah, Sensitive. Yeah. yeah. And we okay. are taught that sensitivity is a liability in the workplace. And then, and so it's just like, you know, I was, I was angry. I was upset. And, which, which to the sensitive person, like if you, cause we don't, we don't see sensitivity as a superpower. We don't, but it is. Sensitivity okay. is a superpower, right? Because what sensitivity means is that you are highly attuned to your own human experience and the emotions that you're feeling. What sensitive people have is what we call emotional granularity. So I'm going to talk about mm -hmm. that in a minute. Girl, I'm on today. Yeah, I was just going to say, I just said one word to you and we have this research, we have this breakdown. You've just changed the way I think about the croc brain now that I've been coaching and talking about for a long time. So this is great. It's very refreshing actually to, to get this insight. So. Well, it explains so much yeah. about, about some... And it makes sense. That's why I like I about had. it. That's yeah, yeah. the point. So here, so, yeah. so, so basically, you know, being a young worker, I mm -hmm. walk away and I see, you know, and having, you know, a, a stepdad who's a former Calgary police officer and very mm -hmm. logic based, very rationally based, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, he, he was the first person in my life. Although I also had some encouragement from my stepmom in this way in, in probably, mm, I would say, her approach was more pragmatic right. you know, than, than my stepdad's, but they were very much like, like kind of check your emotions at the door, mm -hmm. right? Check your emotions at the door and make a rational, logical, objective decision. Mm -hmm. And, and Which it's interesting about, yeah. because I have trained myself to remain objective, but mm -hmm. objectivity and sensitivity are metaphors for mm -hmm. how we describe our own emotional human experience. Mm -hmm. So, so I walk away from Sally and I'm feeling, you know, like, oh, sensitivity is bad. This is the third time I'm hearing it now from somebody that I respect, you know, stepmom, right. stepdad. And and uh, by the way, if you ever tell my step parents that I respect them, I will come for you. Do not let them know. <laughs> I'm gonna send him. I don't want them to know that. This podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, uh, so, uh, I actually sent him this research. Do you know what his response? I sent him this research, and I just yeah. kind of outlined it because he and I have this conversation about emotion versus rational decision making all the time. Okay. So I sent him this research, and do you know what his response was? Profanity, for sure. It was fuck you with 13 yeah, exclamation there marks. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. That's an emotional response, Mr. Sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I walk away from Sally. Third time I'm hearing this and I'm thinking to myself, this is, this is a liability. Sensitivity is a liability. Check your emotions, right? So I train myself. I, I, I go through 
at my time at uh, WestJet. WestJet actually, I think there was a different appreciation and understanding of sensitivity in that company because of the culture right. of the company. Yeah. I, I don't think that there were a lot of strong leaders, really great managers, some mm -hmm. strong leaders. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, th I think it was just um, no accountability to good leadership, right? Right, um, right. Uh, but but there was a different understanding. I go into oil and gas, right? So now I'm in my, you know, late 20s, early 30s. I go into the oil and gas industry, and it's a totally, you know, very different industry. Mm -hmm. And I heard the same thing from a vice president as well as a director. Oh, you're very sensitive, aren't you? But it wasn't as a compliment as it was as a... Mm -hmm. I'm uncomfortable with this. Again, it's their emotional experience. So exactly. they're they're saying check it at the door. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm curious because so so again I thought this is a liability I've got to work on it, mm -hmm. and then I thought well how do I use this to my advantage? And then I went and became a life coach, uh, you know, and now we're award winning, and mm -hmm. you know we've built a company, and it's you know I you know, for whatever success means by somebody's own definition, right. I feel right, like right, a successful right, yeah. person, which does not mean I have no problems, yeah. right? Not which as many as you, stepping but... In, you're, step, you're <laughs> stepping into it, right? Which is what I like. I mean, uh, can I share a story? I wish you would. Yeah, I was facilitating <laughs> yesterday. And I think that, and I'm curious on your, your perspective, because I believe there's a correlation here on this. Um, so I was facilitating um, a workshop with uh, one of our corporate clients and with their team, and we're going through it and, you know, we're breaking down a few things and the person, one of the person participants said, you know, um, I have to recognize that I can't take it personal. And, you know, and I just kind of stopped him and I just said, but it is personal. It is, it is personal though, it because is it's, personal. it's only your experience. And you're acutely aware of that experience, just like what you just said. And there's nothing wrong. Just, just because I take it personal doesn't mean it's this negative thing that I'm going to blow up. I'm, da -da. I could take something personal to say, I'm going to do a better job of this thing. I could take something personal and say, I actually care a lot about this thing. Because it is person personal. You are a person. Who else are you going to take it as? I can't take it as you. I can't take it as other people, right? I can be mindful of my sensitivity, my emotions, the, the personal impact I'm having, the story I tell myself, and then say, I'm going to choose differently. And do you know what he said? He's like, I have just been taught that I should didn't, just don't take things personal. And I said, tell me what happens when you say you don't take things personal, because I know you still do. And he goes, yeah, I do. So then who are you saying don't take it personal to? Because if it see, doesn't change anything, then why bother? See, right? that's very you're, intuitive. You're, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're stifling your own thing that you want to do, right? Which doesn't make sense because it's going to come back. So yeah. that's very intuitive, Kyle, uh, of you. And and the interesting thing about this is that is that even intuition, it's still it's still an emotion based off history. So this is how it works. Let's go back to the brain thing. Can we do that okay. for a second? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. So this is this is the brain thing. The the brain thing. Oh, I hope those geese are not nesting. I just looked oh, at yeah. Sorry. I just I looked at it and I said, I know he's gonna comment on it. 
We can see this. We're in different offices, but we can see the same areas. And there's this building and these. And I just like, please do not mention anything about it. They're going to be I fine. Forgot, I forgot we were doing a podcast. I, I'm just like, I'm such an animal lover, right? Mr. Sensitive. So I'm like looking out the window and I see these two beautiful geese just like flying yeah. in. And I just hope they're not nesting on that building because I don't yeah. know how their babies are going to get down. Uh, anyway. If you were watching us, you would see my eyes flick up because I see it as well. And I brought it back down. And in that moment, I said to myself, Lord, do not let this man see that. And you did. Anyway. I okay. did. Okay. Break so break it down. So I'm going to break it down. So, so think of it this way. You know, like in the old style computers, you had like a, a CPU box, right? It was a box. Right. And then you had to yep. attach a monitor to it. And Everything you had to, to attach it. Mm -hmm. a mouse to it and mm -hmm. a keyboard to it. Everything. And, yep. and so, but here's the thing, the computer, without those things, you could turn the computer on and the computer mm -hmm. would be running. Right. Right. It would still it. be doing mm -hmm. what it's doing. Mm -hmm. Our brain is doing that all of the time. So, so, but what it's using, metaphor. think of, think of like the, you know, eyes and touch. And so it's sensory Five data. Senses, yeah. mm -hmm. And so what it's doing is it's taking fragments of sensory data. And that's all we get is fragments. Cause we mm -hmm. never get the whole picture. We get fragments of sensory data and our brain takes that and it processes it and it processes it, uh, relying on history. So based off previous experience, where it doesn't have history, it builds. Right. So you can't actually create this. You don't create uh, emotions. Your brain builds emotions based off of that as a matter of regulation. So the emotions are there to regulate, right? right. That's what they're there. So anybody that says, leave your emotions at the door, check it at the door, your brain prevents you from doing that, yep. your brain prevents you. You cannot have a single, unless you are not neurotypical, mm -hmm. you cannot have an interpretation without emotion. Right. You can not have an interpretation without emotion. We're going to put this YouTube link that where she summarizes all this data. It's from the Institute of Coaching. Uh, mm -hmm. We're going to put the YouTube link in our our chat everybody needs to yeah know. i think i think that's great for people to just get the details because i know we we can't cover it all but it, you know there's opportunities for you to be able to click on but that why are you trying to rush me are you trying to rush me on this uh, no i'm not i'm just saying it's just because i know when people are listening to like even myself i'm just like oh well tell me more let's talk about that more and and again that's just a whole nother story but sometimes because for some people including myself there's a paradigm shift that's happening right so it's like what you've been known, what you're accustomed to, what you've heard about, and then you move in it. Because for so long, so many people have been told um, to check their emotions or don't rely on their emotions. I know it was, you know, a few years ago, I've stepped more into my emotions, right? Just being aware of it, allow it to process. Don't be so quick to turn it off, right? Um, but be mindful, say, okay, great. I, I understand why I'm feeling that way. I understand what's happening for me right now and being deliberate about my next words or choices right and still honor the emotional piece of me that's totally it right so so we all of our experiences kyle we so we use to predict right we use we use to predict because it prediction is about uh regulation it's about saving energy in the body right of course yeah. so 
so we use we use to predict we use this information and we use what we see feel touch taste smell in combination with our emotions and the history of those emotions so there's a couple of things that i think that people need to know okay. especially sally and chris and andy <laughs> andy was okay. uh, he was something else i'll tell you what Oh, he invited me to leave TransCanada so many times. <laughs> and everybody loved him as a VP. Right. But he was the most disorganized vice president I have ever worked yeah. with. Well, that, I didn't work that, for him. The I worked bus with today. Him. That bus is in full steam oh, today. God. That's the hydraulics on this bus. The amount of bodies you're running over. <laughs> you know, they're they're all good people. Of course. Right? But so so here's here's a couple things that people can also know. Okay. First thing is we cannot actually read emotion on people's face. We cannot predict the emotion that we're reading on people's faces. Mm -hmm. So, so like as an example, when we when we fur our brow, mm -hmm. we say that scowling and scowling is an indication of anger. But actually, in the research, scowling showed up only thirty percent of the time with anger. That For means anger. Mm -hmm. so so that does it's statistically significant. Scowling mm -hmm. can definitely mean anger is what that's saying. Mm -hmm. But 70% of the time we might be doing something else with anger. Mm -hmm. Right? So so the idea here is that we don't like your interpretation is like, oh, they must be angry. Do you remember I right. used to do this all the time where mm -hmm. I'm like, I think I don't think these this audience is engaged. Do you remember yeah. I would say that yeah. and and I would base it off of what their faces are. And you're like, yeah. no, Christopher, they're concentrating. Yeah. And I'm like, exactly. are you sure? Right? Like, and he's like, no, I used to do no, it and used to say that too. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So it's it's well, no, that never happened. I've never been wrong with you except for that one time. And the one time I was wrong with you was when I chose to make you my friend. <laughs> I'm scowling. For those people who are wondering, yeah, I'm just I have the scowl look on my See, face. See, I would interpret your look as confused, <clears throat> maybe a little dumbfounded. Um okay, so let's talk about this. So so we okay. cannot actually like read people's faces. That doesn't exist. What we're doing is we're taking the sensory data that we receive into our body and we're using our history and our our emotions and you are always using your emotions because your brain prevents you from having any interaction with the world mm -hmm. without emotion it prevents you from doing it right so right, right. so the idea is that that you're you're relying on history and saying oh they're angry or they're sad or whatever right <clears throat> but it's not necessarily true so we don't want to we don't want to do that this the face does not speak for itself Therefore, mm -hmm. this face does not speak for someone's emotion. Your brain is guessing. Even if you read others well, you're still guessing. Right, right. Right? So it uses history to detect. That's what it does. Okay. Okay. The other thing is there's no dedicated circuitry in the brain for for your emotions. So it's like, we think fear comes from this place. Mm -hmm. Anger comes from this place. Mm -hmm. Actually, just like everything, you know how you, there's people who have a stroke yeah. and the part of their brain dies yeah. that allows them to, you know, use their left side, but then they, mm -hmm. their brain makes a new neural pathway and mm -hmm. they start using their left side again. Right. 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 Yeah. So, so just emotions are the same. There's no dedicated pathway for emotional circuitry. It happens in all sorts of ways in our brain. Mm -hmm. Okay. The third thing, another myth is that, uh, is 
the body is important for emotion, but unimportant for thinking. Mm-hmm. That's untrue. You cannot yeah, think without that, emotion. Yeah. It is absolutely impossible. So these people that use, you know, that call me Mr. Sensitive or people that are extremely pragmatic, people who are mm-hmm. non-emotional and us sensitive mm-hmm. people wish we could be more like that because life would yeah. be easier. Right, actually, Kyle, right. actually, Kyle, it's untrue. They're still using emotion. Of course. They're still using emotion to make their decisions. The only time that isn't true is if they're not neurotypical. Right. Like me. Okay. Got it. Well, no, you're not. That's not the truth, actually. (laughs) Even though people who work with you would say that you probably have some sociopathic tendencies. (laughs) I know everybody in this office is like vying for a psychological review. (laughs) Oh my lord. <laughs> oh my lord. Okay, so what can people do with this? Good question. Cuz we're at some time here, so got to move yeah. things along. <laughs> yeah. What can people do with this? So here's the thing. Ideally, we want to create experiences that seed our brains to predict flexibly. This is actually what emotional Mm -hmm. intelligence is about, about. Mm -hmm. right? It's, it is about making sure we can predict flexibly. So instead of when we see a circumstance, we get angry. It's like, well, what else could there, you know, what other things could be happening? So I do this all the time when I drive, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I used to be a very angry driver, extremely angry driver. We'll tell that story Mm -hmm. another day. (laughs) And, uh, you know, and, and similarly to Kyle, Kyle used to be very dismissive. If he couldn't get what he wanted, he moved on yes. very quickly, right? Done. And so, yes. so in my, you know, in, in this case, with driving now, one of the ways that I see different experiences so my brain could predict differently is I start to make different assumptions as opposed to they did that deliberately. Mm-hmm. It's more like, oh, what if their grandma's in the hospital dying? Mm-hmm. What if they're in emergency? What if they're just a little bit tired and made an absent-minded mistake, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Or want to get home to the toilet right away. Yeah, yeah, because we've all done it, right? Yeah. So <laughs> we've all had that experience in some form or another, right? So when I do that, all of a sudden, my brain starts to predict differently. So now when somebody cuts me off, my instant reaction is to wave. Yeah. I just wave. I, and, and it's weird. Like some of them are like, why are you waving at me? And I'm like, I don't know. Now that's my new but habit. I, I would think some will wave back because then they realize what they've done maybe. And they would just as a reaction. Do you find that they wave back to you? Yeah. Just say. Uh, sometimes they do. Yeah, yeah. I could see that for some people. Like, oh, Sometimes right. they do. Because yeah. I know sometimes when, you know, you and I, if we cut someone off or did something or didn't even see someone walking by something and almost hit them, we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because mm-hmm. we're just like, I realize it funny. right now. It's funny. The reaction you get some people get madder some people Mm -hmm. get uh uh the emotion disgust so they're like you know you're you know like you shouldn't have screwed up even though you're apologizing you know that kind of a thing yeah uh, and and some people are like okay 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 like thanks for apologizing right Yeah, yeah so so here's what else people can do so cultivate these experiences right to think differently ideally you do it in the moment but it's hard. It's like exercise. Mm-hmm. It's still a good investment of your time and money. 
this is why Kyla's coaches were quite unique with our clients in the sense that it's never been about the session. It's always been about the life and why people, we allow our clients to reach out to us between sessions. It's not a 24 right. seven helpline, but this is what mm -hmm. makes us so unique is because, because we do allow for that because, and I, I have told my clients yeah. this, uh, like in the moment, I need you to reach out to me yeah. rather than waiting because the coaching in the moment might be more valuable than waiting a week and a half until Hands your down. next session. Right. Hands so down. sometimes that's not possible, but the closer we can catch it, the more likely we can do. Now that was kind of an intuitive thing. Like I was doing it mm -hmm. because I knew it was the right thing to do based off of right. my own experience using outside sensory data and my own history and experience. I knew that that was helpful, but I didn't mm -hmm. know why. Now I right. know why, because we're changing this, the experience in the moment so that we're creating new histories for our brain mm -hmm. so that there's different ways of doing it. This is what good psychologists do. Right. Bad psychologists keep you in just talk therapy. Yeah. Right. Good psychologists, they do a bit of talk therapy, but then they move you into this realm and that's uh, what people want anyway. Mm -hmm, they do, mm -hmm. right? With uh, with knowing it. or not, that is what they want. Well, yeah. some don't know that that's what they want, right? Yeah. Like there are people who just keep finding the next professional to tell their story to. So yeah. ideally we do this in the moment. I'll give you an example. I was doing this last night. Last night, I was I was feeling quite anxious. So I get, uh, so, some of our listeners will will relate to this. I get, I get a little mm -hmm. bit of um, uh, kind of like health anxiety. Mm -hmm. So like I, I'm so attuned to the the sensations in my body that's that sensory perception but based off of this is what i understand now is that right. based off of the history my history i'm over focused on the sensory experience in my body so i my brain is misinterpreting the data mm -hmm. into oh this is a health issue right and right. Making having it just something that it might not be that's yet. it so having just had our vaccines i'm thinking you know every tick and bop i'm like am i you know one of the 0.016 percent of people who's going to have an adverse reaction and get a blood clot or you right. know like like this is where my brain goes and i i know right. i'm not alone in this like I, this is more common than people realize but yeah. what's happening is that i i'm over interpreting the sensory data based off of my history mm -hmm. right well not over interpreting i'm just yeah, interpreting just my brain is yeah. interpreting the sensory data what's happening in my body based off history and so what the history that's locked in is a history of of medical trauma right, right. so my brain is more hyper attuned to it this is what's happening so super powerful experience so last night in the moment to create resiliency i was retraining my brain to predict more fluidly and and flexibly in the future so i'm saying well that's fear right so you got to name the emotion that's fear mm -hmm. and and the idea with it is that I start to change the story. So I undo my, I, I undo my history. So I try to put other things. I'm like, well, it could be a blood clot, but what else could it be? Well, it could just be that I've had two nights of poor sleep. Mm -hmm. It could be that I'm, I've created a bias to focusing on my body sensations because I know I just had a vaccine. So I, now I'm, that's my focus. It's like saying, Kyle, don't, don't think about the color red. Just don't think about it. What are you noticing right now? Red. Everything that's red, right? Yeah, so it's kind of, yeah. it creates that bias, right? So, yeah. so it's like, maybe it's that. I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, um, you know, maybe I ate something that's, mm -hmm. you know, maybe I, um, you know, I, I started, uh, like I increased my, my physical activity. So maybe, maybe I'm experiencing there. my body in a new way right now. Mm -hmm. And, and so just kind of training flexibly. So what the interesting thing was, is that 
the anxiety started to come down, right? The anxiety started to come down. And uh, this morning when I woke up and some of the, and I'm not ignoring symptoms, by the way, you know, yeah. but some of the symptoms were there. I was like, oh, that, I mean, that could be anything, you know, so it's, it's, you know, it feels better than yesterday. So it's not mm -hmm. a problem, you know, like, like these yeah. kinds of things. Right. So, so, and listen, like check with your doctor, I'm going to do the whole liability thing, check with your doctor, blah, blah, blah. It's just, you know, I know my body well enough <laughs> to know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So this is part of what people can do. The other thing that they can do is focus, and this will be my last point because I know that we've got to wrap this up. Mm -hmm. The other thing that they can do is focus on emotional granularity. So basically what this means, and this is the part that gets me, and, and it, I feel, this is my emotional experience, I feel so righteous mm -hmm. about this. And That's I feel, true. I feel very... <laughs> If there um, ever was a righteous song and a tambourine <laughs> to go with it. Oh, girl, you just I listen to this you. sweet voice, uh, this sweet, <laughs> scratchy, bird-sounding voice. So so here's the thing. Mm -hmm. the, I, I, I feel so validated by this next point because people who talk about check your emotions at the door we do have people not people we have circumstances not people we have circumstances where we lead with emotion or where it's tucked in the back end right. but it's always there and mm -hmm. and so in certain circumstances some people are leading with emotion so the idea if you're on the receiving end of somebody's quote sensitivity find out what's happening with their emotion. What are they telling themselves based on their history? Mm -hmm. Right. And then, and then start to be flexible, help them get flexible with that. Right. By saying, Oh, this was my intent, or this is what I meant, you know, whatever it right. is, but I feel so justified because it's like, but if I am leading with emotions in that moment, there's a reason why that's happening. And it's not my fault. It's not your fault. It's not Chris, yeah. Sally, or Andy's yeah. fault. It's just yeah. the circumstance. It's just yeah. like they have led with emotions at other times in their life, mm -hmm. right? So, so the way that I look at, like, is it better that somebody is angry and shouting or somebody is quietly angry and suppressing it? I'm right. not sure that either is right. The point is to acknowledge it and move through it. So. So this next point really speaks to this because that, you know, I, I, I have found in my experience, people like that, when you, and even in my coaching, when they ask about, it's like, I'll say, well, what's the emotion you're feeling? And they'll say, well, I think that, you know, John, blah, 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 or Jennifer, blah, blah, blah. And I said, and then I'll say, so what's the emotion? Right, right. And it's like, well, I think that, and I'm like, actually, what you're giving me is what you think. What I'm interested in is the emotion. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually handed my clients a list of emotions and said, I want you to choose some things off of this. Right. So the, the more emotionally granular we can be, the more flexibility we have when emotional events occur, therefore increasing our ability to predict flexible outcomes in the future. Mm. So the idea, emotional granularity is have a big vocabulary for right. emotional words and use those words. So basically what she says is having a, a large uh, vocabulary of emotional words, this allows the brain to have more flexible repertoire of emotional events and it can make and perceive in others in particular situations. So basically that's an aspect, one aspect of emotional intelligence mm -hmm. is having a large vocabulary and utilizing that. 
a brain that is emotionally granular is a brain that can make any number of predictions and regulate action and experience in very flexible ways, in ways that allow people to cope better with immediate situations. Mm -hmm. People who are emotionally granular not only cope better with situations, they're also physically healthier and recover from illness faster. Doesn't that just blow your mind? Yes. Oh, you I'm gave a looking, lot today. Oh. Yeah, I know. And we're so today. over time. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. What you are we doing? gave a lot today, which is good, which is good. I think it's a big but thing. But the difference between the when I lead a podcast and when you lead a podcast is that this is interesting. Um, <laughs> so what imperfect inspired actions are you going to take after listening to today's whopping filled uh, great information today. We want to hear from you. Go out there, take some action, lead with your emotions, and it's okay to be sensitive. It's our goal to build a global community of inspired action takers. And we can only do that with your help. So if you love inspired action, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting app and share us on your socials. You've heard from us. Now we want to hear from you. Go to inspiredactionpodcast.ca and tell us what is the inspired action you took this week. Next week on Inspired Action for Imperfect Humans. Anyway, Unlike you, I'm very careful about what I put in my mouth. You know, yeah, so tell that I'm... to the last 15. <laughs> anyway, so today. <laughs>